Good morning, everybody. What's going on? It is Wednesday morning hump day, and uh, we're pumped up. We're halfway through the week. We're supposed to be closing on our new place on Friday, uh, waiting for some final things from the uh, mortgage company. But for the most part, I think we're good to go. We are all packed for the most part. I have nothing back here except boxes and my hat. Um, it's, uh, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Uh, but you know, we're, we're looking forward to making the move. Um, uh, you know, it's, we've been here all our lives, but like I said before, this is probably the last toxic relationship that I have in my life day to day. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, as long as everything goes as planned, uh, we probably will not have uh, a session Friday morning because we will be at the closing Friday morning. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday, we're going to be in the process of moving. So uh, as things go, uh, as the process happens, I'll keep you guys all up to date. And I will try to jump on and uh, and do what I can during the 10 o'clock hour. But I still, as of now, plan on seeing everybody here tomorrow morning at 10 and over at facebook.com slash defined life uh, at 3 o'clock for happy hour. Probably our last happy hour here. So looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be a nice little send-off. Clink. Uh, Angela, good morning. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. All right. So while everybody's jumping on and getting rolling here, let me turn off my email so I don't see pop-ups as we're going. Um, I'm going to get into our meanies of the day. Um, first one, speaking of moving and houses, uh, how do you like that open concept now, right? Like right now, when you're crammed into a house, if you have a nice big open house, open concept house, where you hear everything and get no privacy, how are you liking it now? <laughs> That's actually one of the advantages of um, the downstairs in the house that we're moving into. Like everything has doors. Even the kitchen has a door that goes into the dining room uh, and even a door that goes into the hallway. There's a pocket door. So uh, we're actually, there are no doors between uh, the living room and the, the kitchen. So we're actually thinking about putting a door there. Uh, so there's like even privacy going around that way. So um, I right now, like the same as in like an open concept office and how terrible for productivity that has proven to be. Now we get to experience all of that at home. And normally when you can work your schedule around you know, not being, you know, running into each other. Now, if you're in an open concept and you can't get away, whoo, <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's rough. And I know like even this morning, uh, you know, I'm upstairs in my upstairs office, which is across the hall from the boy's bedroom. And I'm on the phone. We have a technical issue for a little bit with our shipping software. So we had to fix that. And I'm on the phone on hold for like 45 minutes. And they want to talk to me and they're jumping around and doing things and I'm closing my door. They keep opening the door and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like I need, I need to focus right now. I'm a little bit stressed out. I have a, a video at 10 o'clock. I got to get this stuff done. So, but yeah, uh, the ability to close a door and have a space, uh, just, uh, uh, invaluable. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And it's funny because I even get like doing these I get so paranoid. Like if I feel like somebody's listening to me in the house, like you guys listen to me and I don't care, but, um, and not, not that I don't care in a, in a bad way. I don't care. Like I'm not nervous about it anymore. Right. But like, if I feel like my wife is listening, I'm like, Ugh. like she can watch it. I just can't have her listening to me in the next room. I don't know why. I have no idea why. I don't even like it when Luann's doing it. And I know Luann watches these too. I have no idea. I have no idea why I'm weird about that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I don't, I don't like, I don't like being on a stage. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, good morning, Janice. Good morning, Debbie from sunny California. All you people bragging about your sunny, warm weather. What? Ooh, killing me. It's like 35 here right now. 38. It's 38. It's sunny, but 38. Brenda, good morning. Debbie, absolutely thankful for my door. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, good morning from cold, snowy Michigan. There we go. Misery loves company. <laughs> Misery loves company. Although it's not snowing here, so you have a little bit worse than me. I'm sorry, Lori. It's coming. It's coming. 
All right, what's our next Mimi? We only got a couple today. Every time I finish a roll of toilet paper, it feels like a petal falling off the enchanted rose in Beauty and the Beast. Yes, absolutely. Um, and going back to Field of Dreams, like who buys four rolls of toilet paper when they go to the store? You got to buy at least like 72. Good morning and up on time, Amy. At least you're awake. Hey, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> this one made me spit out my coffee the other day. Um, going to ask my mom if that offer to slap me into next year is still on the table. Now, I was always told, I think the, I think the phrase when I was a kid, I don't know if my mom ever told me this, but I know I've heard it. Like, I'm going to slap you into next week. And while next week seems advantageous, next year seems like awesome, except that in 2019, we were happy to get rid of 2019 for the most part, but... Uh, we had no idea that 2020 was going to be like this. So what if aliens do come in 2021? Do we really want to be slapped there in a hurry? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Stacy said, good morning. It's finally sunny in New Hampshire. They're expecting snow here and we've had days of rain. I'll take any amount of sun I can get. I agree. I agree. Uh, we were sitting outside over the weekend with a little space heater. Uh, keeping us warm, but it was sunny. So we had sweatshirts and, and a space heater and uh, sitting outside. I mean, anything I can do to get some sunshine. And it was next week, right? It was next week. Yeah. But now they've made it next year. But, you know, I guess, I mean, maybe next decade, maybe I should just be slapped in the next decade. And just maybe, maybe at that point, I'll have the self-lacing shoes from uh, Back to the Future. We'll have some flying cars that with like Mr. Fusion uh, energy, like we can just throw some banana peels in there and, and drive to drive to work or fly to work. I don't know. I don't know. But right now, oh my, oh my. Um, good morning, Libby. Good morning, Carrie. Thank you for joining me. It was next week, unless you're in big trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And what was the other one? I'll knock you out of your shoes or something. I don't know. I don't know. There were a lot of them. So much hitting when we were kids. So much hitting. And now nobody gets hit anymore. Like, for me, like, I'll, like, tap my kid on the top of the head like, you dummy. <laughs> like, not, I won't call him a dummy, but, you know, like, like my kids know, like, we're not abusive, but, you know, like, these things. But, like, so, like, we still have this, like, baby boomer Gen X type of thing, like, running through our veins. And I'll give him a little swipe on the head. And it's like, oh, what happened? <laughs> they're, they're just, they're like, you can't. You can't touch kids anymore because it's like such a, like a, this is my space. This is my space. So yeah, I can't even imagine what, uh, what a, what a, a spanking would look like anymore. I mean, you go to, you go to child and youth services or whatever. Um, yeah, you can't do it anymore. Uh, but you know, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Cause back in the day, man, things were a lot different. Uh, but last, so last night, um, we were, we, we were kind of tired of the ham as you can expect. And we don't have pineapple, so we couldn't make a Hawaiian pizza, but, uh, we do have a ton of flour and we have a little bit of mozzarella cause Lynn keeps dipping into the mozzarella cheese. Uh, so I made, um, and she actually was dipping into our ricotta cheese too, or ricotta as she likes to say. Um, so I made two pizzas. I made a white pizza with spinach a little bit of grilled chicken we had left from the weekend, uh, tomato and uh, olive oil with ricotta on top with some mozzarella cheese. So that's one in the background there. That one came out very good. I forgot the garlic, but that one came out very good. Uh, and then I made another one that was supposed to be half uh, sausage and kind of like crept across the center line there. So it was half plain, half sausage. That one came out very good too. I didn't bake it quite as much so the bottom wasn't as crispy, but... You know, like I can't like that's actually these are the best pizzas I've ever made because I usually make them too wet and then they get all like goofy when you try to bake them. These ones actually came out very good. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with those. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that again. That was really good. We we're going to make uh, we we're going to make uh, we have some frozen pizzas in the freezer. And I thought, you know what? We have a little bit of sauce left. We have some cheese and stuff and some some hot sausage. So I just kind of threw them all together. Turned out really good. The boys even liked the white pizza better, which I was really surprised about. I thought they were going to eat the plain slices, but they liked the white pizza, much to Lynn's disappointment because she wanted that all to herself. 
Um, all right. So last one. This is our last one. And I, 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 I was going to stop uh, with the other memes, but this is the last one. Because, again, this was this is something that I actually think brings an, up an important point. And, and I, you know, it goes into I don't want to get this political, so please don't make it political. Uh, but they're talking about reopening the economy. Right. And do you follow science? Do you follow economic indicators? Whatever. But this is kind of how I feel about it. When they finally open outside again, I'm going to stay home for a little while and let the first batch of air hit y'all first and see what happens just to make sure the coast is clear. And that's how I feel about it. So everybody that's in a hurry to get out there, go for it, right? Go for it. And then I'm going to give it a couple of weeks and see how things marinate because I'm not so sure sure that I want to risk it myself. So I'm going to stay home. Uh, I'll be walking around with my mask on when I go to the grocery store. Uh, but you guys all just kind of like do your thing. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, because you know, like there's so much like you, you, you never know like who's, um, oh, we got a little, uh, oh, sorry. I left Anna's comment from yesterday up there. Uh, but Hey, but yeah, so that, like we've got like different motivations to get outside, right? Some people just think it's no big deal and that's their motivation. Uh, other people, you know, need to get back to work. I get that motivation. Totally get that one. Uh, you know, other people just want to be counterculture, you know? Okay. But, um, I really feel like we need to follow the science on this. And, and there's one guy that, uh, keeps coming up on my feed that people, uh, keep posting about, he's a chiropractor and he keeps like talking about like the medical, like lies that are being told right now. And thankfully one of my family actually posted it and another family member commented who is an actual medical doctor dealing with this right now in Florida. And he gave his opinion, which is based in medical fact and what he's seeing on the ground compared to this chiropractor who I respect chiropractors. I mean, I go to one, I like what he does, but I'm not going to trust his advice on what I should be doing from an infectious disease standpoint. And so, you know, one cousin posts, the chiropractor video that I keep going, oh, please. And then my cousin, who is a surgeon, posts his opinion and fact about what he's seeing on the ground and, you know, all of it. And it was nice to actually see somebody chime in that knows what they're talking about. And and I think this is this is kind of the important thing is we have to like you can't take all information in and weight it the same. You know, like, and I'll even say like in my, in like what we talk about here, if a psychiatrist were going to come in here and say, Nick, you're wrong here, I would expect you to give that person more weight. Now, we have to understand that people have their own opinions and some psychiatrists don't have good opinions, but that person has a lot more history and a lot more training than I do. So if that person were to come in, I may challenge them a little bit. I may ask them questions. I may ask for clarification. I may ask for backup. But on its face, I would expect you to give that person just a little bit more credibility than even me, right? And it's like, you know, when if if my bathroom springs a leak, I'm not going to hire a roofer to come in and give me his opinion to fix it, right? And so the roofer knows what he's doing. The roofer knows how to fix part of a house. And the plumber knows how to fix part of a house, but the plumber has way more expertise in this. So that's in an, the, and then to make the comparison back, like I'm not going to ask a guy who adjusts my back, but can't prescribe medicine to give me advice on an infectious disease. And, and so, you know, we need to take the information in and not look at it from a point of view of like, this guy supports what I already believe. So I'm going to follow this guy and believe everything he says. We need to look at all of the points of view and give them the appropriate amount of weight and formulate opinions based on that. And I'm on the side of things is that like, look, I want the economy to get rolling, right? I want to make sure that when I hit my peak season in the fall and in the, in the winter, that our business is ready to rumble, right? And the economy is good, right? But we can't sacrifice lives to do that, right? And, you know, it's easy to say, you know, like numbers 
you know, like we 10,000 people have died or 23, 26,000 people have died right now, right? And that's such an arbitrary, like it's a number. Like people see that and it's a number, but it's a life, right? And there's, there's like medical personnel that are risking their lives to save these people and they're seeing them die alone. And we have to appreciate that these are not just numbers to a lot of people. Um, and if you put yourself in the situation of catching this, of transmitting it, transmitting it to somebody else, um, you know, it's like you have to put yourself there and not just keep dismissing it, you know? And I'm not saying that you are. Usually the people who follow me are actually, you have a pretty good head on your shoulders, right? But, um, you know, you know, it's more of like we're dealing with other people that might have far out their opinions. Uh, and, and that's kind of the difficulty is like you look at them and you, and you don't want to completely dismiss their opinion. Like I struggle with that all the time. I don't want to completely dismiss an out there opinion. But at the same time, like we got to understand that there's a, there's a right way to do this. And if we do it wrong, it's just going to make it go out longer. Like more people are going to suffer and it's just going to keep coming back. So we have to like do the right thing now. Right. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my thing. So going back to this, um, if we rush it, I'm going to stay, take a step back. I'm going to let all you guys run out there and party and I'm going to be back here going, okay, how, how, you know, you guys can be the canary in the coal mine. I, not you guys, any of anybody that wants to go out. I don't want, I keep saying you guys, but it's not you. Um, it's, you know, like anybody that wants to go out, like you guys be the canaries and I'm going to sit back and make sure the coast is clear. That's just the way I'm going to be about it. Um, yeah. And so, and LaVie says, right. Like, so the symptoms are horrible. I mean, even if you don't like, like if you're lucky and you have nothing, great. But if you're like the 50% that gets the symptoms where you have a hundred and something degree fever for two or three weeks, that sounds like misery. And we're already miserable stuck at home, right? And then if it just happens to go worse, if your immune system overreacts, if you have an existing problem, maybe one that you're not aware of, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. No, I'd rather be cool uh, in, in this little room if it need be. Like, I'll, I'm fine. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll eat Vienna sausages every day and, and, um, you know, I'll see you guys in a couple of months. That's just the way I feel about it. I don't know. Um, uh, so Janice said, we had some weird rumbles last night around here. No storm cells in the area. Many are wanting to know what it was about a 50 mile radius. Weird, weird. Maybe the aliens are coming. I don't know. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. You know, a lot of it is like maybe sound is traveling in a, a differently. You know, like you can you can now you can hear trucks like like rumbling or you know, like gates shutting. Like my kids can hear it. We were in the backyard actually, and there's a there's a construction uh, truck yard like a half a mile away, and you can normally like hear it on really quiet days. But now somebody must have slammed like a dump truck uh, gate or something. And it made like this really loud noise. And the boys were like, what was that? But it was just, just because there's nothing. There's no background noise. So it just like fires through the air and you just hear it crisply. So it, you never know what that could have been. It was crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Debbie, you're with me. Yeah, you monitor the first wave out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Good morning, Lori. Same here, Amy. Yep. Um, I go out to work and walk and exercise. Frederick, um, yeah, so I don't know that I would wear a mask. You, know, you say here that you're not, I don't know that I would wear a mask when I'm walking or, or running either. I just give myself a lot of room, right? And they say you don't want to be following somebody running. You don't want to follow them too closely. Um, and I, and I don't even know, um, I don't even know, like people have videos of people or pictures of people in the store. Like there's a guy holding one of his gloves in line, like he's going through his wallet and he's holding a glove uh, by the finger in his mouth. And I'm like, that just that that's defeating the purpose. Like the point of the gloves is to not touch anything and then take them off carefully and throw them away. But people are like, well, all over there. Oh, just not understanding, <laughs> not understanding how that works. Um, yeah. But I mean, I have no problem with going out and some people have to work. I get that. Um 
And there are some people's jobs that I would not want to have right now, for sure. Especially like servers. Like when when they reopen restaurants, that's going to be a weird experience. I can't imagine. Like restaurants are going to have a hard time for a long time. Um, you know, I mean, people are not going to want to be there. A lot of a segment are not going to want to be there. Uh, they're not going to want to be sitting close. They're going to be every time somebody coughs, they're going to be like, "What was that?" Huh? Anyway, it's going to be weird in the restaurant space for a while, at least until there's a good treatment. Like when you're not, when you can. When you're either not afraid of getting it because the treatment is going to be highly effective or when the vaccine comes out, you know, that's going to be that's going to be when people are a lot more comfortable. Right. Um, because I can say, like, look, I can deal with a fever for a while. Like the worst case scenario, we're good as long as I don't get to the point where I can't breathe because that's scary as heck. Right. Um, and uh yeah. And now, and now they're saying there's like a new strain in India that might be a problem for the vaccine. And like, oh, my goodness, like we don't have we still have no idea what we're dealing with. And, uh, you know, if you look at the numbers like, you know, uh, the United States has a little over 500,000, almost 600,000 people. And there's 26,000 people that have died. It's like a 4 percent death rate. That's you know, that's that's significant. You know, and if it gets to be a couple million people infected, you're going to see a lot of people dying. And that's not OK. Not okay. Um, I can't even get tested until I need oxygen or fever goes up. Been at 101.6 for six days now. Holy crap, Levy. I had no idea. Oh, boy. And why can't you get tested? Like, I feel like this should be solved by now. Crazy. I'm sorry you're going through that. Keep in touch with that. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, Jackie, uh, so many different opinions. Who do you listen to? Um, I personally, um, I listen to medical personnel first. I'm going to listen to, uh, you know, the, the doctors, you know, um, I don't want to listen to anybody that has a, a motivated opinion, be it politically, economically, uh, anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think that uh, I think I listen to the people that are on the ground dealing with this situation from a medical perspective, because from my perspective, my health is my primary thing. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think you want to look at all of the different opinions uh, and not let your mind get too carried away, because I've, I have some friends that they they they're following all of the conspiracy stuff. And if you let your mind go too far down the conspiracy path, uh, it gets it gets weird. It gets really weird. And you can really just be afraid of everything. So, you know, under, and I think the way you stop doing that, because I even thought about some weird things, you know, like what if Russia's behind it? You know, something like that. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think what happens is, is you have to understand, like, there's only so much you can do right now. Like, so even if Russia is behind it. Um, and they're trying to upend everything, which they're not. I mean, they, they're dealing with it themselves now, too. Um, but like that, like I can't change anything about that. Right. I can't. There's nothing I can do to change any course of events. All I can do is protect myself and my family. And so I need to take in the information that best protects us. Right. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at this whole thing. Like we just need to do what best protects us. And that means staying home. That means, um, you know, doing what we need to do around the house, uh, taking care of our business, taking care of our customers, um, you know, all of the things that we need to do uh, to keep us safe. And that's it. And uh, whatever happens outside the doors happens outside the doors. And if somebody wants to think that, you know, we're crazy for hanging inside for a couple extra weeks, I'm okay being crazy. I am okay being crazy. I am not okay being in a hospital. So I'm, I'm chill. I'll be here. Um, Stacy from what, from what I see coming, there's no way I'm going to start seeing people in person again, in person, uh, in person in till July or possibly January. I'm going to get creative about making money. I see your view on the video. Uh, his overall message was to be healthy, take your zinc, vitamin C, eat well, exercise and drink your water. Those are things we should all be doing. I agree. You need to investigate information, but what we, but we just my personal experience. Whoop! You guys are moving on me. Uh, we are suffering for more than twenty years with co-infections and Lyme, 
and more. I had heads of infectious disease departments in multiple Boston, Boston hospitals. It was two chiropractors that helped me more than the infectious disease specialists. I take them case by case, MDs and alternative practitioners. There's no blanket answer in my opinion. Everyone's systems are different as are the doctor's abilities. So I agree. I agree to a point. So I think it's when, like, I think holistic medicine has its place. Um, and I, like, I think, like, even, like, doctors that I've gone to lean too heavily on medication. They lean too heavy, heavily on um, surgery or, like, things like that rather than, uh, you know, just, like, improving diet, staying away from uh, foods that cause uh, um, uh, inflammation. Like, there, there are things you can do from a alternative medicine, holistic point of view. I think where I, I stop listening to alternative medicine is when we get into infectious diseases. Um, so when it comes to, you know, my, uh, like staving off dementia, like, like antioxidants and lowering blood sugar levels and, and all of the things that I've talked about here, right. Uh, you know, like I follow David Perlmutter, when it comes to brain science and, and trying to, you know, understand what I can do to to lower my risk of depression, dementia, Alzheimer's, um, all kinds of brain diseases. Like I listen to those types of guys for that. I my chiropractor has helped me a lot. Uh, I think with migraines by you know adjustments and stuff. Rather, and I'd rather do that than take medication, migraine medication. Because there's a lot of problems that happen when you take medication, right? So I'm on. I'm of the opinion that I take the least amount of medication possible, like ever. And um, I think where I stop is when it comes to infectious disease. I don't think, you know, like good maintenance is not the same as good emergency management. Um, so I I listen to the, the, the frontline medical personnel for that sort of thing. So, um, I agree with you on the alternative medicine. I am still taking my supplements, my turmeric, I'm eating my blueberries, I'm eating my strawberries, my blackberries, my raspberries. Um, I'm eating my grapefruit. Uh, you know, where, where I have, uh, bars now, like the, uh, what are they called? Um, I can't remember, but their bars are the only thing in them is like bananas or apples or blueberries. Like, so even when I don't have fresh food, I have this stuff. Um, I'm eating nuts and all that thing. And I'm trying to keep down my carb intake. Although with Easter, not really successful right now. Um, so I'm doing all of that stuff. But again, when it comes to infectious disease, sticking with, uh, the other side of medicine, I would rather, I would rather be on that side for this. Uh, yeah, uh, Carrie, I, 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 I didn't have any idea that Levy was dealing with that. So Levy, um, prayers to you for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what does grace mean? Does it mean gratefulness? So no, I, I don't believe so unless somebody can contradict me on that. I'll leave that open to uh, debate if anybody else has an, another opinion, but so grace means like, I think giving yourself some space. So for me, being grateful is taking the time to appreciate like the things that I really have. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm grateful for the small things. I'm grateful that the sun is shining today, right? Not quite happy that it's 38 degrees, but I am still grateful that the sun is out. I am grateful for my health. I'm grateful that I get, I have the technology to talk to all of you right now without leaving my house. I'm grateful for my boys every day, even though they drive me nuts once in a while and I have to tell them to be quiet. I'm still grateful that I have them, right? And that gratefulness a lot of times manifests in giving them grace and giving them space. So because I focus on being grateful, when they walk in the room, when I'm busy and I've asked them five times to please let me do what I have to do. Um, when they walk in the room, uh, the fact that I'm grateful that I have them and I have the quality time, and the ability to spend with them, I give them grace and say, Hey man, I understand, you know, I, you need some time from dad. So let's, let's do that. Right. So I think they work hand in hand. I don't think they're the same thing. 
I think when we give ourselves grace, then we allow ourselves to explore the feelings we're having. We forgive ourselves for doing things wrong once in a while. We um, allow ourselves to be curious about what we're feeling. We allow ourselves to have feelings, uh, even when we think they may be inappropriate or when other people tell us they may be inappropriate. We kind of explore them as to why we're having them. Uh, so I think grace is another way for another way to, you know, give ourselves space and understanding. Gratefulness is more uh, just really deeply appreciating that we have good things, no matter how bad the situation may be. Um, uh, good morning, Sharon. Finally caught alive, although late. Hey, that's okay. I take latecomers too. Uh, it's the same price for everybody. It's the same price for everybody. You can, you can come late. You can come early. We're going to charge you the same fee. Um, good morning, Bob. Or Barb. Bob. <laughs> I can't read. I'm telling you, I can't read. Uh, good morning, Barb. Uh, good morning, Angel. You're late, too. That's okay. That's okay. No tardy slips. Uh, Debbie, that's why I worry about going out. And I'm so sorry that anyone is having to fight to get testing and care they need to recover. Me, too. Uh, if your clinical caregivers say you need the test, you should be tested. Bless those that are going through it and those that love them and can't do anything to help them due to the current situation. And I think that, I think that's the saddest part. Like if somebody goes to the hospital, like, and that's, I've, I've considered that. I have to talk about appreciation. Um, the appreciation, of the fact that I'm here, because what happens if I get sick and I have to separate myself from my family and I can't hug my kid again? Uh, and then I get taken to the hospital because I decline, right? And then I may never see them again. That to me, oh my, oh, like that's that's heart-wrenching. I can't imagine that. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I can't have that attitude that I don't care and, and whatever. I can't have that. Like I, 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 my priority is is being healthy and being here. So I'm not willing to risk any of that. Uh, Levy, um, being treated for pneumonia, a doctor has to treat with antibiotics and steroids first and then try another round of antibiotics. Then if fever and breathing continues to struggle, then I might be sent for testing, but definitely being told to stay inside. 12-year-old had some symptoms that went away and no fever. Well, thank God for that. Um, Levy, I am sorry you're going through that. And I cannot believe that they can't test you. That is crazy to me. So here we are in our example, we have 26 people in this group right now, right? And watching this right now. And we're told that testing is fine. People can be tested if they want to be tested. I mean, that, that statement was said weeks ago. Um, and oh, I, 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 it's, it's mind blowing to me. Mind blowing. Um, yeah, be, better be safe than sorry. Be safe. Uh, Pamela and Pamela knows a little something about this. Uh, I know you're feeling rough with that temperature. Unfortunately, there are still other viruses out there as well. We're struggling to get the, the test kits in to do the testing at my lab. It seems all the manufacturers are sending their kits to the hotspots first, and then the rest of us get whatever extras there are. All right. All right. Yeah. Definitely take care and keep the group posted. Glad your son is better. Yeah, Amy, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I, Carrie, I agree. Infectious disease is different. I think there's there's uh, wellness, like there's 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 you know holistic wellness, and then there's disease. Um, and you can prevent it with holistic wellness, but I think at some point it crosses that line. Yeah, Melavi. Sorry, I, I I had no idea. And so yeah, Angel, uh, this is a good good succinct point. Uh, grace is more like compassion than gratefulness. Exactly. So much less long winded than my explanation. Oh, you're welcome, Barb. Uh, and people often have a hard time being compassionate towards themselves. This is a good transition. So this is what I wanted to talk about today. So Lynn and I just had a conversation like an hour ago, maybe two hours ago, um, because, you know, she's been doing her Define My Day 
And I actually need to have her write a little uh, uh, testimonial because she's like, you know what? It's, it's like right now I can see how it's helping. Right now it's helping more than ever, right? And she was talking about how she's like some days are different than others. Some days are stressful. Some days are overwhelming. And then other days you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, that's the situation we're dealing with. I've had the same feeling. And so, um, but what happened like yesterday is that she got through all of the things she wrote down as priorities through the morning, right? And then she's kind of looking around like, okay, now what? You know? And that's the space where you have a choice and you have an option. And, and that's kind of what we were talking about is that some days your choice, like, like there are, there are priorities and obligations that you might have to get done today, whether it's work or family or whatever. And then you have this space where you have this option and you can say, look, I just need to rest. I need to take a break. I need to watch five hours of TV. I need to whatever. That's okay. Like that's when you're giving yourself grace. But that might not be the best decision every day. So then there's other days where you look around and go, you know what? I did all my priorities, but there's a lot of to-do listy things that are going to start piling up and, and exploding into emergency priorities if I don't take care of them a little bit at a time during this time that I now have that's, you know, like this optional time, right? And so that's that's where our discussion went. She's like, yesterday, I just wanted to take a nap. And yesterday, I just wanted to watch a little bit of TV. And yesterday, I just didn't really feel like doing anything. That's fine, right? She gives herself grace. Me as her partner gives her grace. Like we have, we have, we have a lot of time right now. None of the things that are still open and out there to be done need to be done right now. We just can't make that decision every day, right? So on a day where you feel you have a little bit more energy and a little bit more enthusiasm about what you need to do, take advantage of it. You know, like, and she, and, and that's sort of what she said. She's like, some days I feel like I could just keep going. And then you go and you ride that wave, right? So you had your priority time and you have this chunk of optional time, like this this chunk of like, what do we call that? Like, is it optional time? Is it like graceful time? Like, what is it? Right. And so when you have that, like if you have the energy and you still have that, like, yeah, let's go. Then you pick something else to do. Maybe it's what you planned on having a priority for tomorrow. Maybe it's the, you know, the things on your, your big bucket list of things you want to get done. Maybe you just go to the next thing on the list. Maybe it's the thing that's right in front of you, right? That you've been kind of putting off. And you just go at it. You say, look, okay, so I have, I have five hours now. Like I finished all my priorities. It's one o'clock. We're eating dinner at six. I have five hours now to do whatever I want. I kind of feel like I want to take a nap and then watch TV and screw around, right? But what I'm going to do instead of doing that is I'm going to go for one half hour and I'm going to, you know, clean up the basement or I'm going to sort laundry or I'm going to clean out my closet. I'm going to go outside and take a walk for half an hour. And then I can go back to sitting on the couch for four and a half hours, right? And that's really what we were talking about yesterday. And this conversation with her put it into like a real sharp focus for me because in yesterday's conversation, we're talking about it a little bit like we were talking about it on the extremes, right? We're talking about highly productive and then people that aren't doing anything and going down a decline. But I think where the majority of people are is that we're still handling our priorities, but then we have this optional time where we have this decision to make. And it can be really unhealthy if we continue to make the decision during this time to just stop and sit or do something that's not healthy. So when, you know, like make sure, I think if you're looking at it from a seven day perspective, if you can make sure that four of those days tilts a little bit more toward health than unhealthy things, then you're winning, right? So if you have five hours, I mean, you can go, whoa, look at all the things I could do. I could learn. I could do this. I could, you know, exercise. I can blah, blah, blah. You can like fill all that five hours up with, with really good stuff, but you may wear yourself out. 
somebody used to filling up that time with healthy stuff might not wear themselves out and, and great. But the people in the middle might go, Whew, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to just like try, try to make better use of this time as I go. Uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear myself out doing it. Right. So I'm going to still like this optional time. I'm going to try tilting it more and more towards health, whether it's mental health, physical health, whatever that might be. I'm going to try to tilt it just a little bit more in the direction of health than being unhealthy. And that's, the, the 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 debate the gray area that we're working with every day and that amount of time is going to be different for everybody right that amount of time it might be two hours for one person it might be eight hours for another person so but you just have to sort of be aware of it um and in our house like we tend to do everything in the morning right so the kids are working on their schoolwork all morning lynn's packing uh orders all morning i'm doing these videos and doing the podcast and doing the articles and and handling the the operations type stuff of the business all morning. And by two o'clock, we're all kind of done. So then we have this clearly defined space of like four hours before dinner and then like two or three hours after dinner where we can really do whatever we want. And that's that's where we've decided to you know sit outside and read for a half an hour to an hour, uh, where we've sat down and just talked as a family. Um, you know, where we, you know, I've encouraged the boys to do puzzles on the floor, uh, where, you know, we watched an episode of the Bible miniseries on Easter Sunday. Uh, you know, like there's, there's little things that you can do that aren't necessarily work, but are something a little bit productive. You know, yesterday I packed, like, so I packed my office. Sorry, Luann, it looks like you're being fired. You're not, but we packed up your office and we have it all in a, we have your desk all in a, uh, one of those um, bankers boxes with like your stuff sitting out. It looks like you're going to be carrying it out of the building. Uh, you're not. We still expect you to be here eventually someday. Uh, keep up the good work from home. Uh, but it just looks funny. And Lynn got a little bit sad looking at it. Um, but so, um, you know, like I yesterday, while done with work, you know, I had other things to do. Didn't need to be done. Uh, wasn't a priority. But so I said, you know, for a couple hours, I'm going to pack up my office. I'm going to pack up Luann's office. I'm going to I'm going to take things into the basement, organize the basement, get it ready to load onto a moving truck, like all of that stuff. Now, you know, today, you know, I'm going to try to do the same thing and I, I'll set a goal for amount of time. It's not a priority, but it will be a priority if I don't do it, because eventually I do need to get my stuff out of here. So before it turns into an emergency priority where I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I'm just going to chip away at it and I'm going to set like, you know, uh, you know, maybe I can do it for an hour. Maybe I can do it for two hours and I'll do it while listening to music or watching the news or whatever. And then, you know, we'll just, we'll just try to, you know, do that. And then someday like yesterday, Lynn, Lynn didn't want to do any of it. So she packed for a short amount of time and went about doing other things. So, you know, that's okay. And maybe today she'll do more. Maybe today she'll do less. And then tomorrow, maybe she'll do more. Eventually, she'll probably have to do more because we need to move, right? So it's just like you have to understand that like you want to get it done. You want to get these little things done before they turn into emergency priorities. But, you know, you can give yourself that grace and space to handle it as you feel you need to handle it. And that same thing, like eventually packing is going to be a priority because we need to move, right? Uh, and same thing with our health. Like eventually like eating healthy is going to be a super priority because we're going to be like with a heart condition and the doctor's going to say like, you need to eat healthier. You're not going to be around much longer. Right? So before it turns into a crazy priority, we just make small adjustments to improve every day. Now, same thing with reading, you know, like reading may never be a priority for you, but the situation that not reading is going to put you in is going to be like a, you know, like, you're going to find yourself in these situations that you're not aware of how it was created because you didn't educate your mind and feed your mind, right? Same thing with sleeping. Like sleeping might not be a priority for you right now, but it will be when you develop issues down the road, heart conditions and, and, and dementia and all this other stuff that can be prevented or at least minimize the risk by sleeping properly now. So take care of yourself in this time, push yourself a little bit, grow a little bit. Um, but uh, don't overdo it to the point where you're exhausted and burned out. And then you have a reflex, the opposite direction where you don't feel like doing anything. Right. 
Hey, Luann, you're welcome. <laughs> you owe us. Um, all right, let me, I got to scroll up and see. Yeah, Lori, uh, Lavie is sending positive, uh, Lavie, Lori is sending you positive vibe. I'm sure you see that comment. Thank you, Lori. Um, yep, doing a decluttering project. Heck yeah, we're doing, we're, we're decluttering in a way that I've never decluttered before. Um, having a, have, I have a list the night before and then the next day I get it done. Uh, not rushing to get it done. And that's so having that list. So I like, I still have a sticky, uh, one of those gigantic post-its on the back of my door. I see it every day right now where it lists all of the things that we planned on doing this entire year from a business perspective. I also have one of those lists written down in my, in my define my day in the back for a personal, my personal use. And I'm always sort of glancing at it. So if I ever find myself in need of, to find a priority or a milestone or a goal, I can always look at that and go, what do I want to attack next? Right. So if I find myself with too much free time or I find myself, you know, feeling a little bit like I need to do something right now, I can look at that list and, and clearly see something that I decided was important. And I'm not just going to make something up that takes me in the wrong direction. Uh, having a list the night before, even time blocking, if you time block tomorrow, the, the night before, it gives just gives you that like sense of like, OK, I have a mission tomorrow. Uh, and this is where my time, I decided my time should be spent. And this is what I'm going to do. Like, and look, like some of those big time blocks might be watch TV. Uh, that's okay. Uh, but as long as we're aware of where we're putting our time. Uh, yeah. So Debbie calls it a realignment time when I bring myself back and feel balanced. That's good. That's awesome. And now you're off to telework and we'll catch the rest on replay. Take care. Thank you. I appreciate that. Take care. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have a great day. Um, structure and Rita, that's it. it it's structure and routine. Structure is not bad. And a, a lot of people, when people hear discipline, structure, routine, a lot of people get turned off, right? So we try to use those words delicately. However, that is incredibly important. Like structure and routine are imperative to operate efficiently um, and you can even structure, and I'm not saying like that, like pocket protect, protector, like write everything down and like, I need to follow this schedule. Like we don't need to be that way. Uh, but we do need to understand, uh, like the, we need to be intentional with our time. And I even like when people say like, I'm not going to define my day on my vacation. You absolutely should define your day on vacation. Because how many times have you left a vacation where you're like, oh, we didn't get to do this. We didn't get to do this. And we didn't get to do this. It went by so fast. I, 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 oh, now I regret not being able to. Those aren't feelings we want at the end of a vacation. Like the feeling you want from the end of the vacation is I did exactly what I wanted and I don't regret any of it. And that could be partying my face off. That could be laying on a beach 10 hours a day, seven days. All of that is okay as long as you did what you wanted to do, right? So if you're a person that wants to go on a million excursions and visit every restaurant on an island or whatever, then if you write it down and you do that intentionally, what you intend to do will be what you do. And then if you're journaling also, you get, you get like a little history of everything that you did, right? And you get to look back on that 50 years from now and say, yeah, this, this trip was awesome. I forgot about that. That was cool, right? And the same thing goes for now. Like even if we're even if we're only working four hours a day or even eight hours a day, and we have a lot of time left over, we have a lot of meat left on that bone, right? We have eight more hours to just screw around and do nothing. If we structure that and say, like, for two hours, I'm going to watch TV, but then I'm going to cut that off because for an hour, I'm going to sit and talk with the kids or I'm going to call my parents or for an hour, I'm going to take a walk outside, Right. And then all of this time doesn't slip away, but we still enjoy it. Like we're not going like, oh, I have to, I have to do this at two o'clock and blah, 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 blah. Like we're not, we're not looking at it that way. We're looking at it like I intended to do this because I decided what's good for me, for me to feel good about how I live my life. I decided that this is what I need to be doing right now. 
and that's what I'm going to do. That's structure. It's a little bit of discipline, but it's not like discipline like you're getting whacked with a ruler by a nun. It's discipline like I've decided what this is what, what's good for me, and I'm going to follow through on that promise to myself that I'm going to be good to myself, right? And when we do that, we get healthier, and that becomes easier, and it doesn't become such a, a mental roadblock for us, right? So don't be afraid of structure. Don't be afraid of discipline. Don't be afraid of, of all of those things we say. Um, and I say them lightly, and I don't say them often because I know it turns people off. But it's a core principle of what we're doing. We're trying to help you build structure into your day and bring focus on what is best for you. And what's best for you doesn't always involve work, and it shouldn't always involve stress and judgment and overwhelm. It really probably shouldn't involve that most of the time, right? Those things happen, right? But the core principle of this is to bring focus to what the actions that we're doing today, how they impact us long term, and are they taking us where we want to go? So that's it. That's my thing for today. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed this. Um, I, we got a lot of comments. Uh, Levi, again, I am sorry you're going through what you're going through right now. I hope, I hope that um, you get the answers you need. But more importantly, I hope you get healthy. Um, it can't be easy, especially with children in the house. Um, man, I, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Keep in touch with us and let us know how it's going. Uh, anything you need, um, you know, shoot us a message. Uh, continue to talk in this. Keep us up to date with how you're doing, please. Um, and Rita, I see your comment there. Uh, in unsure times, it helps to stay balanced. And yes. So, you know, right now, Levi, um, balance means focusing on your health uh, at the very highest priority, right? For the rest of you that are not dealing with it presently, taking into consideration that, you know, there are people out there seriously dealing with this and it's not a fun situation. In fact, it's very scary. Um, uh, take care of yourself. Stay balanced. Keep moving forward. Give yourself grace. And do not do things that make you feel anxious, uh, unhealthy that make you feel like uh, you're not using this time in, in a way that's best for you. So take care, everybody. Keep moving forward. I'll see you again tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. Bye.